to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 292 of the Left Traffic Podcast. I'm your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a great weekend. The countdown continues. Eight more shows to episode 300. Had a prize pack giveaway last week. I'll have another one next week. Uh, I'll, I'll get something thrown in the mix for sure there for you guys. And still working out some ideas for episode 300 that will uh, close out season six of the lab traffic podcast uh let's see here friday man had a very busy weekend had a wedding friday night which was a blast uh saturday had a last minute round of golf which uh was a very last minute because it only occurred because Lindsay may have had a couple cocktails friday night may have told my uncle yeah he can go play golf tomorrow so uh that resulted in me getting up and going and playing golf on on Saturday which was uh which was nice cuz that very well may be the last round of the year for me. Uh let's see what else Saturday watched the Bristol Night Race of course. Well, I watched most of it. It used to be nothing to stay up, watch a night race and and I did not make it. Uh something about having a 7-month-old and staying up late just don't go hand in hand. And yeah, I I cannot believe he's 7 months old. So incredible. Sunday well, family day, went to breakfast, went to the fruit market, watched a lot of football and barbecued. And speaking of football, uh, the Lions and the Cowboys won a game. How crazy is that? I would play the Lions theme song or their, their uh, what do they call it, their, their anthem that they play in stadium when they score a touchdown. Uh, so if you've never been to a Lions game, you you don't know because it doesn't really come across on the broadcast side of things. But, yes, they, they play a, a song. Uh, they have an in-house person that sings it, uh, Gridiron. He's been there a long time. And they do it whenever they score, which is kind of funny because if it's a field goal, they do it. If it's a touchdown, they do it. If they're down 35 nothing and score a touchdown in the fourth quarter with three minutes to go, they do it. And that's when it's funny because nobody's into it at that point in time. Anyways, uh, long, long digression there. <laughs> Anyways, uh, hope you guys enjoyed last week's show with Ben Rhodes. Got a lot to talk about today between uh, the regular season ending in the Xfinity series, the shakeup there the truck series, and I mean, just what a cluster uh, with with the cup side there and can't wait to dive into that. Uh, Heather Hadley, who uh, you may have heard Aaron Studwell and I talk about on last week's show, is going to be on. We were able to make that happen real quick, which is great. Still maybe working on one other thing that if I'm able to make it happen, it's going to be very last minute and will be probably towards the end of the show. Uh, I'll get some some recaps in, social media, all that good stuff. Newdorf will have the weather. Lucky Dog lap down. And Fantasy, who made it to the round of 12 in lap traffic fantasy? Well, you're just going to either A, check the website, or B, tune in to the end of the show and see what happens. So, that said, let's get Miss Heather Hadley on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making her first appearance on the show. She has been in carts, legends, sportsman cars. She's got wins. She's got championships. Welcome to the Lap Traffic Podcast. Heather, the Heat Hadley. Heather, what's going on? What's going on? Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. I mean, you deal with Aaron Studwell, so I had to at least get you a break and, and come talk to me for a little bit so you didn't have to deal with him. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, all right. First, the nickname. Where'd the heat come from? Actually, my dad is the one that gave me that nickname. He gave it to me when I played softball, actually. Um, so it started before before racing. I was probably around eight years old. So it's it's, it's kept up for it's been there. All right. my time. <laughs> so uh, is it because you threw the heat, or is it uh, were, were you a pitcher? What'd you do? Um, no, I was never a pitcher. I was actually a second base player and shortstop. Okay. Um, so I don't know why exactly my dad 
I think he just liked how it flowed with my name. <laughs> uh, hey, I like it. Well, hey, I, I, mean, I don't know. If you're, I don't know if you're a wrestling fan, so I might be dating myself here for you. But uh, Triple H, I mean, there you go. That uh, that that would be a perfect uh, T-shirt there for you. <laughs> That's true. That's definitely where my dad got the inspiration. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, speaking of your dad, uh, I was doing a little a little research uh, for for the interview. And I saw that your dad does some stand up. I need I need to know. I need to know. Yeah, my, my dad is probably if you ever get the chance to meet him, one of the most interesting people you've ever met. <laughs> he uh, yes, he does stand up. He also is um, in construction. But on you know when when he gets free time, he does const- uh, he does stand up and he loves to do it. He's always loved uh, storytelling is his main. Um, thing that he loves and he wants to eventually write books about his crazy <laughs> life that he's lived that's awesome so like what, what, comedy clubs like he go to open mic night what's uh what's what's he do to to, to feed the itch there <laughs> well he hasn't done it in over a year i don't think but he actually did used to uh go open night all the or open mic all the time um it's I don't know if he ever got paid, but I know that that he sure loved it enough to keep going every week. <laughs> hey, that's how I feel about the podcast. So I can totally relate to that. So. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, well, Heather, give us give us your four one one. You know your background. Uh, we talked before we started recording. You're going to school, doing the racing thing. So give everyone the the lowdown on Heather and how you got into racing and all that good stuff. Yeah, of course. So I'm 20 years old. I'm originally from Northern California. Um, I moved out to Charlotte, North Carolina when I was 18 um, to pursue NASCAR is really what I was after. Um, but I I did road course and circle track racing for as long as I've been racing cars. Uh, and I started when I was about 13. Um, so I've been doing both the road course and the circle track action for a while. Uh, Before that, I was in go-karts, and I started that when I was nine. So I've been racing for a little over 10 years, and uh, I kind of just recently this year made the switch to road course racing, um, a fully – uh, a full commitment, um, which is something I've really never done before. I've always kind of been – been uh in involved in both worlds but um yeah so next year will be my debut in the itamitsu mazda mx5 cup series which i'm very excited for and um so that's pretty much the the rundown of my life and and you know besides that i'm also going to school but (laughs) the exciting part is uh racing of course absolutely um one of the things, you know, when, when we look at someone that, that's got your, your well, first off, like any racing in the family or, or are you the first one to kind of kick things off? Yeah, there's actually no prior racing experience in my family. Uh, my dad had no clue uh, what was going on at the track. Neither did my mom and neither did I. So <laughs> it was a uh, it was a learning process for what, uh, everyone. What started it for you? Did you did you go to a race? Like where where did it, hey dad I, I want to go racing? Where where where'd that first start from? So we initially started indoor go karting. Uh, that's kind of where I discovered racing. Um, my dad sort of made it his goal when I was really young to introduce me to all kinds of different sports, and so sure. um, it was just one thing that I tried, and it was you know the one thing that. I loved above any other sport, and so we just kept going every that, every week. And I had uh, I'd won 104 out of 107 of my races in six months when I was nine years old, and um, so I was like, well, maybe we should consider <laughs> we should, taking this a little bit further. Right? I love it. Well, I saw so I'm looking when I was looking at your stats. Uh, I, the the one that really stuck out was the indoor karting ranked second of three hundred and fifty five thousand eight hundred and forty two people. That uh, that that says something right there, as far as I'm concerned. So that that's incredible. Yeah, it was an exciting uh, time of my life where I would you know show up and I would beat all the workers there, and it was it was just a uh, it was a lot of fun as a nine year old kid. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, so. Uh, you race legends, right? Where, uh, where did you race legends at? 
Yeah, so I've raced legend cars all over. Uh, I started racing legends when I was 13 in California, and uh, so I raced at like Sonoma Raceway, Thunder Hill, Button Willow in California, and then I also did a tour of um, the Northwest, and so I raced in Idaho, Washington, Colorado, um, Wyoming, Nebraska, a bunch of states in the, the Northwest. And then when I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, I kind of took my legend car racing to the East Coast. And so I've been doing a lot of racing over here um, in North Carolina, Florida, New Hampshire. Um, we've kind of done all the states near North Carolina. So we've raced in Virginia and Georgia and all these states. And so, uh, yeah, raced all over. <laughs> I've seen one Legends race in person, and that was at the Bull Ring in Atl at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Have you raced there? I have not. You have not. Okay. That, yeah, that's the only – that was my first uh, intro to the Legends racing. Some friends over at uh, another podcast went to a race with them, and uh, Jensen Jorgensen uh, was, was their guy that drove Legends down there. So, yes, uh, it's, a, it's a cool car. It's, it's fun to watch. They, they, they whip around. That's for sure. Yeah. They're very fun, very difficult to drive, but they're a blast. I bet. I bet. Uh, so what were some of the, the highlights for you this season? Uh, what car were you raced at and all that good stuff? Yeah. So we've been doing uh, some legend car stuff. I've been, the primary goal for this year is to, is to prepare for next year. So I've been trying to, um, not go out and spend a whole lot of money, sure, <laughs> but, sure. but, uh, yeah, we raced at the beginning of the year, we raced in Florida and I won, um, I won a race out there and finished second in, uh, the winter nationals championship. And then, um, we just recently raced at New Hampshire and we're getting ready for world finals is October 14th, um, to the 16th. And, uh, so we're preparing for that and, Last year was was the real exciting year where we did a whole lot of legend car racing as well as the Sportsman Asphalt Late Model that we raced at New Hampshire or at um, New, New Smyrna in Florida, and uh, yeah, so that was a uh, a lot of experience and um, a lot of learning that I've you know had the privilege of. Uh, the past few years, just from moving out here and racing against the best legend car drivers in the country. So it's been a blast. That's cool. Um, so you, you talked about a few minutes ago, you know, the, the initial goal was to move to Charlotte and, and go race NASCAR. Um, you know, what what was the draw or, or what, what made the change to want to wanna go uh, race the Mazda MX-5 series? Yeah, so I've uh, always had the dream of racing in NASCAR. It's always kind of been my, uh, you know, ambitions. It's always been what I've watched at home. And so when I initially moved out here, although I did keep my options open by continuing to race road course, my main goal was to race in NASCAR. And then uh, I kind of just realized as we were racing out here, the money <laughs> uh, involved in it and also how talented everyone is out here on circle track racing and how kind of I was just a little bit behind in my experience level. Because um, when I raced go-karts, I never did anything on oval. So I did like five years of road course racing and go-karts. Okay. So that's kind of where my grassroots racing is. Um, and so I just kind of realized I was a little bit behind. <laughs> Most of these people out here have started since they were like five years old sure. racing on circle tracks. And... Um, and I've always just loved road course racing so much. And I've just, I've for some reason been better on road course uh, configurations. And so I was like, yeah, why not make the switch? Seemed like the more realistic, smarter way to go. And also just the direction that I would enjoy more. So awesome. So who are yeah. you running with next year? So we haven't decided yet. We're still in between a few teams. It okay. depends on money obviously sure. um i'm also uh planning on running the shootout at the end of this year i was lucky enough to be um one of the at-large nominees for the mx5 cup shootout and uh, so that would kind of also uh <laughs> play you a know, role 
yes, play a role in which team we end up going with. So uh, it depends on a few different factors. <laughs> cool. No, totally understandable. Um, Sponsorship-wise, uh, do you have anybody that you've worked with a long time that might be making the move with you? Yeah, so Schmidt Heating and Air Conditioning, um, they've been our longtime partner. Um, Oil Depot is also a great sponsor of mine, and so they will also be um, supporting me. Um, but but we're definitely still looking. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, 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 it's crazy how the, uh, the the money and the sponsorship thing just always pops up with with everybody. I mean, I don't care who you are. I mean, look at Kyle Bush, right? I mean, that big factor there. So from from the, right. from the smallest of series to the upper echelon, it's it's <laughs> it's it's always boiling down to money and sponsors all the time. <laughs> oh yes, you never stop sp- uh, fighting sponsors and looking for sponsors. It's always something that. Uh, presents a challenge that's for sure <laughs> absolutely no doubt about it uh heather where can everybody follow you at on social media yes yeah, so my instagram is just heather hadley uh my facebook is heather the heat hadley uh, my website is heatherhadleyracing.com that's where all my updates are it's where my schedule is for next year um so all the important information um is on my website i also have a twitter um, and a YouTube, everything is just Heather Hadley. So if you type that in, you'll find it. It makes um. it nice when it's that <laughs> yeah. consistent. <laughs> awesome. Well, Heather, it was, it was great to have you on. Great to talk to you for a little bit and, uh, definitely looking forward to, uh, keeping up with you, your career as you make the switch. And, uh, we'll definitely make sure to have you back on next season and, and see how the jump went for you. Absolutely. I really appreciate you having me on. Thank Absolutely. you so much, Brandon. Thanks, Heather. All right. Let Traffic Nation, huge thanks to Heather for calling into the show tonight. Heather, best of luck, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Great to talk to Heather there and to have her on for the first time. Okay. Let's keep things going. Let's talk about this past weekend at Bristol and where things are at, because it's, it's crazy, in my opinion. You look at the truck series. I mean, Ty Majeski goes out there, picks up the win. You know, Zane Smith, we expected to be up there, uh, moved from the back to the front for a second place finish. That's a hell of a day there. Uh, you know, all of our playoff guys, top 10, top 12. Here's what's just crazy to me. And, you know, Ben Rhodes talked about it on the show last week about how he loves the fact that Talladega is in the playoffs, right? And that it might come back to bite him. Ben Rhodes is sitting eighth, last in the points right now, as that's our last race. That's our cutoff race for the truck series. Sorry, no, not the last. It's the second race, second to last race. Uh, this Bristol was the first race. I get so confused because they don't all run simultaneously so but nonetheless i mean ben rhodes is sitting here you know 10 points out not nothing huge uh it it would be possible to make that up points wise but you find yourself in a hole at talladega going in outside the cut line that makes it almost a must-win situation at homestead so i am i'm a little surprised at where our current four are top four are right now like uh, I would not have picked this final four at the moment. I mean, how shocked or granted, it's only one point. Granted, there are two races to go, but I mean, John Hunter sitting in fifth. Like, that's crazy. Our defending champ, Ben Rhodes, eighth. Grant Enfinger, seventh. Like, you know, my final four for the truck series, I don't know if I did these or not, but when I was looking at things, I obviously John Hunter, obviously Zane Smith, uh, and I was torn between Grant and Ben, and I was torn between Chandler and Friesen. So uh, a little bit of a combo there of the of the four, but um, yeah, we'll we'll see how things shake out there. Um, Bristol Xfinity Series race, the regular season finale for those guys. Uh, Noah Gregson is is just on a tear. Six wins, was it three in a row? Just absolutely crazy there. And we got what I wanted. Well, to a degree. I feel bad for Landon Castle, friend of the show, uh, you know, uh, works with Studwell. uh, Wanted to see him get into the playoffs. But Jeremy Clements, that win outside the the, the top 12, gave us that bubble, gave us some excitement 
at Bristol. And lo and behold, that was a difference maker. Jeremy Clements' win was the difference of him not getting into the playoffs. And Landon missed it by five points. Five points. Five spots across 26 races. Like, that's just crazy. That That's how... How much every point matters, every pass. You know, I know it's cliche. We all talk about it as being cliche. But nonetheless, five positions at any point in time, uh, it was a make or break difference there, which is which is nuts. You know, we're going to Texas. Um, you know, trucks are off till we go to Talladega. Uh, Xfinity and Cup going to Texas. I, I'm, I'm sure we all would rather see this race happening at any other track but texas uh nonetheless uh we'll 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 see if we can get some something entertaining out of out of a texas race here maybe the new who knows maybe maybe we'll get it i i'm I'm not i'm not hopeful but uh i'm always open to being pleasantly surprised um all right the cup cup I, i i mean i am just stunned as to where things are at uh, let's see, where do we want to start with? Uh, let's start with Chris Busher picking up his first win since the Pocono, uh, rain out, uh, that got him the win there. That's awesome. Uh, he's come close quite a few times and very, very happy that he was able to pick up the win three non playoff drivers win in the opening round of the cup series to me. That is just absolutely crazy. I would have never drawn that one up in a million years. I I am blown away by that. Uh, you know, to get one, you know, spoiler is one thing, but the mere fact that the first round's got 16 guys in the playoffs and none of them picked up the win, that's crazy. Uh, you know, I think we obviously have had some spoilers, Talladega, things like that. We've had guys that made the playoffs win in later rounds that got eliminated. But the fact we're sitting here with three non-playoff drivers winning in the opening rounds, that's something. That That's very cool. Uh, on top of the fact we now have 19 different winners, uh, the most since 1972. Thank you, jsky.com, for that that reference that's crazy too like and that there's nothing to say that's not done ryan blaney still without a win martin truex still without a win i mean you know either one of those two could go in um and 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 pick up the win at the roval any either of those two could i mean we could potentially be looking at 20 21 different winners in the cup series which is just i i, I said it last week i've been saying it we're going to be talking about 2022 10, 15 years from now as one of those, oh, yeah, I remember during that season kind of moments. And, and it's it's special uh, to be a part of it. It's, it's, it's special to know that we're going to be able to reflect on what 2022 was. It may not happen again. You know, uh, Steve Letarte talked about it a couple weeks ago on the show. Hey, you know. Teams may get it all figured out next year. We, we may not be having this conversation about, you know, the potential of 16 different winners, 17 different winners in a season. And I am loving every moment of it right now. That's that's for sure. Okay, let's see. Kevin Harvick or Kyle Busch? Which one should we dive into first? Uh, I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. Um, you know, issues the first two races was just in too big of a points hole uh, with the way things were shaping out on the track. Um, and, and like I said, just too big of a hole. The mere fact Ryan Blaney was off the track as much as he was, he basically sat out the race from where he finished points wise and was, you know, still able to make it through just too big of a gap. Issues that shouldn't have happened, and I say that not just as a Kevin Harvick fan because I am sure uh, there's a lot of us out there that would have issues if it happened to their driver. So as a whole, there's some shit that needs to get worked out. There is just no doubt about it. I mean, you want... You want the element of surprise in things, right? You you want to know, hey, maybe something could happen. Um, you want it to be flukes. You don't, you know, that what's happening isn't a fluke, and and that's where where there's the issue. And I mean, hey, I don't think we all thought Kevin Harvick was going to get a win, let alone back to back wins. Uh, you know, obviously, 
th- this is my thing. I assumed he'd get past the round, this round, when I looked at who was in there. You know, I, I, I didn't think Austin Dillon was going to make it through. I did think Tyler Riddick was going to make it through. Uh, I was tossed, you know, I didn't think Austin Sindrick was, uh, you know, so I, I truly did think that Harvick was going to make it to the next round and you throw in the mix there, Talladega, you throw in the Roval, you know, some things could have gone his way. Some things could have gone Kevin Harvick's way. You get past the first round, anybody can go win at Talladega, which can get you to the next round. Um, you know, it, it's, it gets interesting with a little of lady luck on your side as far as where you could end up potentially. So uh, definitely bummed uh, for the four team. Uh, curious to see. I think he's, I think next year's the last year on the contract for him. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there with Kevin Harvick. And then Kyle Busch uh, walking with the helmet on, uh, obviously, uh, you know, w- was on purpose. Kyle Busch did not, forget to take his helmet off um whether it was you know he was so heated to not have to talk to to anybody that came up to him from a broadcast or media perspective uh whether it was because he didn't want to say something that would have uh you know come back to bite him later who knows the reason why but i think we can all safely assume it was intentionally done uh, especially though, and this was what was awesome in my opinion. I love this. The fact that, you know, a, a fellow crew uh, teammate came up to him on, I forget whose team it was. It looked like Truex, but I'm not completely sure. Uh, memory's not serving me too, too, too fairly there, uh, but did talk to him, uh, you know, so, so that was cool. Uh, but I mean, the, the mere fact just came out today and I'm doing this on Monday, this part of the show that uh, the 11 and four teams are switching there. Uh, I, it is going to be an interesting, what do we got here? Seven races um, of, of Kyle Busch and, and Joe Gibbs. You know, so many wins, so many good memories for the 18 team and Joe Gibbs Racing as an organization. Uh, it's, it's not ending, at least from the surface level exterior perspective. Does not look like it's ending on the best of notes, I wonder if Christmas cards will be exchanged or not there. But uh, we'll we'll see. And and hey, all we can do is is like I said, 2022 is special. Just sit back, take it all in, and enjoy these last seven races uh, before the the off season kicks in and and all that good stuff. So, all right, there you have it. Let's keep things rolling. Let's do a little lap traffic social media everybody make sure you check out the website the lap traffic podcast.com facebook the lap traffic podcast youtube lap traffic podcast tiktok twitch instagram twitter all at lap traffic pc we're making some tiktok videos we're doing them with the show and if i get uh creative i've, I've put some things out there um i i don't know how creative i'll get like there's one that i thought would be hysterical like what kind of nascar fan are you at the track like where you know it's the choose your character kind of thing and you know i just don't have the time to uh you know come up with four different like types of fans that you see at the track but i think it would be hysterical uh we'll see if uh, i can have some time to come up with some creative content there but um anyways like i mentioned at the start of the show i'll have another giveaway out here soon and don't forget to check out the website the com. fill out the contact page if you want a koozie and some stickers happy to send them out to you and uh we'll keep plugging along till we get to episode 300 but all right lap traffic nation i mentioned at the start of the show that i was gonna see there might be a special guest appearance uh and there is we were able to put it together uh his 23rd appearance and an impromptu appearance from mrn radio mr jeff striegel sir how are you man I'm good. I'm very good. And I have a feeling, I think I know what you want to talk about. Yeah. What, uh, where, where, where do you think my mind might be going? Uh, you know, we had an interesting round of 16 where we eliminated four drivers 
and two of them represent three championships, and they're not going to race for a championship in 2022. Am I warm? You are. You're. You're pretty good, my man. You're pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That. I mean, that. It's nuts. I mean, and and it's that's one piece of it, right? And then you got the whole other story. Uh, each of them kind of have their own side story that you know did it attribute did it not attribute but like you said the the mere fact that we've got kevin harvick kyle bush just dominated um this playoff format since its inception back in 2014 and have turned up some goose eggs the last couple years um you know what what are your thoughts from that i mean 19 different race winners this season alone i said it last week 2022 is going to be a season 5 10 15 years from now uh we're, we're talking about it we're we're going to be saying hey do you remember when back to 2022 so what, what where are you at well, unless this is the new norm, and it could be, you know, we're, we're talking about this as shocking, and it is if you compare it going back to 2014, and I think we've got a few stats to make our point, but, you know, it, is this the new norm where we're going to have 15 to 20 winners each and every season? It could be. There's no reason not to think going into 2023 that we don't see 20 race winners because we already know that Ryan Blaney is still without a win, that Truex is still without a win, that there's a number of drivers capable of winning that have not. So we're at 19 and counting and we still have seven races to go. So is it shocking? Yes. Is it, um, you know, you know, I guess we'd have to say, is it surprising? Maybe not in the course of the 2022 season because we have been surprised each and every week with the way the new car is performed or not, you know, in the case, you know, where Kevin Harvick uh, may agree with that. So, you know, yes, it's, it's shocking to say that we're getting ready to go into the round of 12 and we are missing Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch. Well, and, and one other piece to add on top of that, um, I don't know that we could go back to the, in 2014, when this format started, we've had some spoilers, We've had some non-playoff uh, race winners. Uh, we've had some guys that made the playoffs that got knocked out win uh, later down the road in the playoffs. But I do not believe we have ever started the playoffs with the first round being won by non-playoff drivers for all three. I remember the year Joey Logano swept the round, but I don't think we've ever had three non-playoff drivers uh, w- win to start it off. Yeah, I believe you're, you're accurate with that. And it, it's been a while since we had two in a row. So it's been done before, but it hasn't been done recently. And now to see it be done three times consecutively, that has not happened. So let, let's start with this. You know, is this the uh, turning of the ship, changing of the tide? Call it what you want. You know, you just brought up 2014. So let's go all the way back to 2014. And for six straight years from that point on, Kyle Busch or Kevin Harvick were in the championship four, six straight. Now we go back to the last three, uh, this one included. So 2021 and 2020, Kyle Busch nor Kevin Harvick were in the championship four. So are we starting to see a changing of the tide? I don't know, because when you look at what these guys do on the racetrack each and every Saturday and Sunday, whenever they put the green flag in the air, they're contenders. You know, I, I look, let's start with Kyle for a minute. Um, I think it surprises me more so that Kyle is not in than Kevin. You know, yes. Kevin hit his stride at Michigan, winning at Michigan, backing it up at Richmond. All right, up until that point, you know, we were talking about what's going on with the four team. Now, on the other side of the equation, the thing that was missing from Kyle's resume was simply wins. They had the speed. Uh, they were in contention each and every week. In fact, I, you know, I, I said this on the air to Alex Hayden numerous times that, you know, the fastest car in the racetrack right now is the 18 of Kyle Busch. And it just seemed like week in and week out, we were talking about how fast that team was and they were coming away with nothing. So, you know, I think that is the bigger surprise. Now, obviously the big argument there is, and then I'll get your opinion, but, 
the big argument is the distractions that he and that team face throughout the year. Did that play a role? No doubt. I, I would think so, too. You know, it, it's obviously uh, you're going to say face in front of the media and, and try to be as uh, business as usual as possible. But um, when you are Kyle Bush, when, you know, I don't see how it's possible, you know, but I mean, just running a truck team, sponsorship obligations, husband, father obligations, uh, you know, oh, not to mention, hey, I, I drive the 18. Um, you know, it, it would be hard to hard pressed to say, you know, that didn't play a role uh, in, in maybe performance, what have you. Uh, I really thought now that that the announcement was out, it was over. Uh, I really thought the 18 team was going to come out and be guns a blazing and kind of have the, uh, you know, the, the mindset of I'm going to go out there and win another one just because I can kind of thing. And to see them eliminated at Bristol uh, could be argued that's Kyle Bush's best track uh, just based on just wins alone. Uh, I, I was stunned to to see an exit in that fashion from him in the playoffs well but i think you you know don't overlook the there's two things here one kyle is human Mm -hmm. and sometimes we don't uh, remind ourselves of that sure he is human uh that's a lot on your shoulders and number two uh you said once the you know once the announcement was made that we're moving on to rcr that he would go out and potentially advance well you got to finish to advance yep and, you know, when something major on your car breaks and you suddenly are done, uh, it doesn't matter whether you, you know, you thought you were now in a position to go out and win a championship or not. And I'm sure he was. I've, I'm sure that once that was behind him, uh, it took a while to get there. He only had, what, one or two races since the announcement? I think it was only one, to be honest with you. Yep. And, you know, then you have a part failure and you're done early. So... You know, that that played a role, no doubt. You know, you said coming on, um, you know, you were talking about how things have to align and whatnot. They have to align for everybody. And, you know, obviously we know, and Kevin has been very outspoken, you know, maybe as we transition a little bit over to Kevin, that, um, you know, when they hit their stride at Michigan and Richmond, I was a, I was a believer. I thought, okay, this is the momentum that they need. It's hitting at the right time. They found their way back to victory lane, not that they ever forgot. And if you ever count Kevin Harvick out, you're making a mistake. But then all of a sudden, they hit the same issue. And again, Kevin very outspoken about the fact that, you know, when pieces and parts break, um, you have no you have no shot. Yep. You know, we, we all get the fact. It, we, we proved this fact wrong, but we all get the fact that you have to be perfect if you're going to win a championship. All right. Everybody was not perfect for the round of 16, but we eliminated only four drivers. The, the remaining nine at this point, or the remaining 12 rather at this point are going to have to be mistake free. They cannot afford to continue to do what we saw over those last three races. And that was just mistake uh, infraction, one thing or another, if they're going to win a championship and obviously Kyle and Kevin, you know, prove that point out Two of the best, the very best, arguably the best that we have right now in the garage, in NASCAR, their records speak for themselves, are going to watch 12 other drivers now compete for a championship. Sure. No, absolutely. And that's, that's the, that's the crazy thing, right? Like, you know, back in, you know, we expected Jimmy Johnson to just win championship after championship. We expect to see Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch there. I was with you when, when they won at Michigan. Okay, cool. Uh, the, the Richmond win was, was even a bigger, you know, staple, uh, announcement, if you will, for me. Uh, and then you look at the playoffs. All right. 16. Um, you know, all you got to do is go out there and, and I'm, I'm going to oversimplify it obviously and, and, and run laps and you almost have to mess up to kind of not make it to the next round. If you're a Kevin Harvick, Kyle Bush, right. And that's what happened, you know? So you look at that regard. All right, well, they'll get to the round of 12 and well, Hey, that, you know, Hey, anything can happen at Talladega. Uh, there's Texas in there, which they've both dominated Texas. You know, you could have, I could have argued with myself on how both of them could have potentially found their way to the final four. 
No question about it. Uh, no doubt about it. But, you know, again, I think when you go back and you look at uh, a car sitting on a transporter uh, halfway into the race, three quarters of the way into the race, it, you're just not going to win a championship. And yeah. unfortunately for Kyle and for Kevin, that was going to be the telltale and why they didn't advance. You know, when you look at it now, you just touched on it. We talked about it briefly. 19 different winners so far this season, most on record to this point. You have nine drivers of the 12, 75% of the drivers that are racing for a championship right now don't have one. And that too is a record of having only three drivers in this particular point in the season going into the round of 12 where we have three drivers that have a championship. So 25% of the drivers in the, in the round of 12 have won it and 75% of them have not. And I think the unpredictability and the craziness of this season is going to continue all the way to Phoenix. No doubt. I love it. Um, let me, uh, and, and, and we can maybe uh, preview the playoffs, what we've got left here in a minute. Uh, you know, both of them, we can kind of wrap up with this, I guess, maybe. Uh, Kevin Harvick, like you said, obviously very vocal from a parts perspective. Kyle Busch, vocal uh, as, as well. Uh, is, is there validity with that? Does NASCAR, in your opinion, need to do something? Like, obviously, there's unknowns, right? You're going to get the occasional, you know, engine failure, the mechanical part failure. Uh, but is, is this something that, that is widespread enough that maybe at the end of the season, NASCAR will say, hey, yep, there, there's some things that, that we need to uh, ad- adjust because that shouldn't be happening? All right, I'm going to answer this as politically uh, correctly as I can. <laughs> I love it. Yes, All right. Sir. I yep. mean, yep. I, I'm not going to throw I'm not going to throw immediate blame on NASCAR, mm-hmm. and I'm certainly not going to tell you that Kevin and Kyle are fabricating their story because they're upset. Sure. All right. Somewhere in the middle lies the truth, right? So, yep. in my opinion, if you're NASCAR, you absolutely have to listen to Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch. Um, you got to sit down right. with them. They've earned the right, and, you know, when when Kevin, and, and obviously we can see it, okay? So, I mean, it's not something that, um, you know, the, the car quickly is covered up, and they put it on a transporter, and they haul it away, and then in a post-race interview, they say, Kevin, gee, well, what was the problem? Oh, you know, it was this or that. Okay, well, we already know uh, by listening to the radio or watching it on TV or sitting there and watching the, the race unfold in, per, uh, in person that there was an issue, that, that something broke, that something caused the issues that we see. So, and I've said this before, you know, this is my backing of NASCAR. NASCAR is not going to turn a blind eye. Uh, they don't want to see uh, two champions, you know, loading their cars on transporters and heading home halfway through the event. That's not what it's about. They want to see Kevin out there. They want to see Kyle out there. Out there. They want to see them all out there. So, I think at some point, um, you know, whether it's Kevin and Kyle sitting down or whether it's organizations and obviously they have a, a group of people that they do turn to and we all know that. So I think this is a ongoing weekly debate. What can we do to make the car better tomorrow than what it was today? Absolutely. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, all right, Jeff, uh, round of 12 is going to kick off this weekend. Uh, kind of a, uh, a, a variety pack, if you will, of, of tracks. Uh, we, we get a mile and a half, we get a super speedway, and we get uh, the Charlotte Roval. Uh, we get a little bit of everything with the round of 12. Um, anybody go out win Talladega? That could be our 20th winner. Uh, and, and a lot of people could go out and contend at, at the Roval. Uh, we could be looking at 20, 21 different winners by the time the round of 12 is over. Well, are you going to count out Truex at Texas? I mean, let's just start there. So, <laughs> right? um, you know, if you're asking me to predict the great unpredictable, uh, I'm not sure I can. I think I would do this, though. At, at some point, uh, and, and I love, you were talking about the mix of tracks. How about the mix of drivers that we have and, and the individual's talent level and where they can shine? Obviously, again, you've got to be mistake-free so when you look at who's been there, done that, you have to look at Kyle Larson, 
his teammate Chase Elliott, and Joey Logano. Those are three fierce competitors who have been there, done that. They know how this game is played, and I look at them to be certainly moving on to the round of eight and contending for the championship four. Now, the big question is, if that was to happen, the door is open for one driver that has yet to race for a championship or win a championship, I I should say. And trying to pick that, you know, I love uh, Ross Chastain. I think he's just right now aggressive enough to put things aside in his mind and say, you know what, I've ruffled some feathers before. I may have to ruffle some feathers again. I want this championship. I've earned the right to be here. And and now I want to stand tall and and high above everybody else. I, I like him, but you know, the second you say that, you add into it, you know, his teammate or Cindric. You know, you're going to the Roval. You're going to count out Austin Cindric. I'm not. Right. So I, I just don't know how this thing is going to unfold. You know, back in the day, we used to be able to say, uh, you and I, that, you know, Kevin Harvick is on a roll or Hamlin is on a roll or this driver or that driver. I just don't see that right now. Um, you know, Kyle Larson, I, I don't think I could say right now that he's on a roll. Nope. Do I think they're a team to beat? Absolutely. Just like Chase Elliott. I don't think Joey Logano is on a roll. I don't think he's, you know, hit his peak. But then again, I don't think anybody has hit their peak this season. So we get ready to go to Texas and then on to Talladega and on to the Roval. And I would say just pre- be prepared for the unexpected. And, and kick back and enjoy it. Enjoy oh, the, yeah. enjoy this because it's 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 been incredible uh, and, it, and it's going to finish incredible, which is great. Uh, Jeff, uh, wrap it with this. Uh, an incredible season at Berlin Raceway for you guys. <laughs> you didn't have to go there. We're done, but I appreciate that. <laughs> we... We we um we did have an incredible season. Our attendance was up dramatically over uh, the prior years. In fact, I'd, I'd actually honestly say that we've had the best season in the past decade and maybe longer. Um, we just uh, we're blessed. We got great race fans here. The competitors from around the country, let alone from around town, show up and they want to race, and they put on a great show. And the fans turned out to watch it. So. We're busy right now working on the 2023 schedule, and that should be out in a matter of a week or two. And I'll tell you right now, Brandon, we're, we're working very hard to take the momentum that we built this season and make it better for 2023. That's awesome. I love it. Jeff, where can everybody follow you on social media? Uh, Jeff.Striegel um, or Jeff Striegel on Twitter. Awesome. So, you know, same thing. Every I just about gave you my email address. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, <laughs> that's how they can reach me there, too. You know that. But, yep. yeah, you know, it, it, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Jeff Striegel. Awesome. So I appreciate the time. I look forward to it. Like you, I'm a fan. Thank you. And I, I'm looking forward to uh, watching how this unfolds. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, I kept it pretty close. I said 15, knowing that we never do what we say we're going to do on that. Uh, Ever. And, and just uh, just, just be ready for another call because episode 300 is in eight shows. And you, 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 I can't have episode 300 and Jeff Striegel not be a part of it in some fashion. So. Come in. I'll All be right. there. Awesome, man. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Take care, buddy. I appreciate Bye. it. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, so glad that we were able to make things work and get Striegel on. Just had to talk about those things there. But right now, joining me on the line, you can follow him on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN, along with Aaron Studwell at RaceWeather. Welcome back to the show. A very, very happy Purdue fan, Brian Newdorf. Sir, good evening. How are you? You know, you're, you're fighting words, okay? <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Now Michigan's going to go and lose to Maryland. That's like saying, you know, that's like saying, and now here to a really happy Toyota Kyle Busch fan. All right. I mean, (laughs) that's fair. That's a great analogy. I love it. I love it. You know, I mean, um, and okay, for those of you who off the off the podcast didn't hear, Mr. Brandon's trying to like, you know, just sugarcoat. You know, I'm he's like, Oh, those weren't tough. That's a tough opener. And I'm like, no, bullshit. I'm like, <laughs> if if your team played like Purdue did in the games that were very winnable, you would have been bitching and about how horrible Harbaugh is. <laughs> okay, I refrain that. You have said the same I things have. about Harbaugh, okay? <laughs> very so, um, vocal. Yes, I have. 
Yes. So you know what? Yes. I mean, let's just let's not let's hey, not. I mean, listen, go it's, talk it's, to your scheduling guy and tell them. The no, it has, no, it has nothing UConn. about the scheduling. It's not the schedule. It's not the teams. We we should have beat those teams. It's true. It was the play calls and it was the undisciplined, all of that stuff. That's what did it. No, I yeah. I, I mean, as I try to tell my son. And I lied. Um, <laughs> like, you know, I when it comes to, like, of all Purdue sports, Purdue football, I really don't have much expectations because I already get hurt enough through basketball. I really don't can't take the abuse, okay? <laughs> I mean, I, I eventually have to just walk away. Right, right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean – I, I, like I said, I tried to sugarcoat. I mean, you've got, you still have a favorable schedule. Um, you know, it's, it, I mean, they can if, turn things around. You're right. We do. You, you do like, let's put it this way. If Michigan had your schedule, they'd be 12 and oh, so I, I already after three games, after I know. Three I mean, games. <laughs> and, and you know what else, you know, you know what else makes it suck is like, like literally Indiana should have lost all of their games and they had had even an easier schedule. Now they did win, but wow. Yeah. Three and I mean, seriously, they were down to Idaho. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, come back with Western Kentucky, which I was, you know, I have, we have some Western Kentucky alum in our office. So yeah. They've, uh, they've snuck past the way you guys have, uh, haven't found a way to lose. Like, they won 23-20, 33-30, and you guys have lost uh, 35-31 and 32-29. Like, that's uh, – mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a reason we're a verb. <laughs> you, yes, you have said that. Yes, uh, you, you've been purdued. <laughs> oh, good times. All right. Well, sir, um, Texas, uh, unless there's anything else, is there any baseball you want to talk about? Uh you know. No, no, no. I'll be nice to the baseball fans. I'm a, I'm a Yankees fan right now. It's still pretty good to be a Yankees fan. Absolutely. I mean, hey, the uh, the the Tigers and have 15 games to go still, and are uh, at a 91 win loss season. So we are clearly going to hit the hunter mark. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about it. No. But we did hire a new. We hired a new uh, president of operations who uh, helped rebuild the Cubs. So who knows? Maybe the Tigers will turn things around here in a little bit. Oh, I love delusional Michigan fans. (laughs) Just like it's not going to snow anytime soon, right? (laughs) Oh, man. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the way the boy climate change is going, you may not. Well, I mean, so tomorrow, it's funny. Tomorrow's 92 and then Thursday is in the low 60s, so a 30 degree swing in a 24 hour period. So, well, uh, but that I mean that's that's Michigan for you. That's Michigan weather. So then we'll then we'll have a couple Indian summers uh, that'll be you know 95 in October, and then we'll then we'll settle into our normal fall. So we'll we'll see what happens. So. And then you'll hear me bitching about Harbaugh in snowblowers uh, in about eight weeks. So, yeah. Well, you know, you live in Michigan. That's your choice. That's true. That's true. I think didn't you have a choice to like move someplace? Uh, it's it's come up. You know, we've we've talked about it, but uh, you know, just <laughs> it's like working in the restaurant industry. Once you're there, you're almost a lifer, and it's hard to get out. Like. I left the restaurant industry three times because it just sucks you back in. And uh, I, I feel the same way about Michigan. Like, it's it's impossible to escape it sometimes. But I digress. Um, all right. We've got seven more race weekends to go, sir. Uh, we are going to Texas this weekend. How are we looking? Well, as you wanted me to say, so I'll say it hot. <laughs> yes, I love it. I mean, that, I mean, what else? What else can you say about going to Texas in in September? Like, well, what, what, I've I've seen it not so, you know, hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! That's great. Well, hey, you know, I mean, that's that's just what it is. I mean, it's it's gonna be hot. So uh, we're talking like, okay, we're talking. Not only is it going to be hot, 
But we're talking about near 100 and maybe 20 mile an hour wind gusts on Saturday. Oh, that's awesome for the Xfinity race. That'll be great. Yeah, but as long as there's no freaking fires. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, yeah. That's not. Yeah, I'm sorry, but uh, we're going to have to go on a red flag because there's a grass fire in the infield. Well, that or, or someone, uh, you know, doesn't put out their uh, barbecue from tailgating before the race or, or something it's blown like that. over. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that happened uh, at a football game, I think, this past weekend somewhere, too, to be honest. So, you know, maybe maybe they'll get maybe they'll pull them. Uh, maybe they'll play at Polar Richmond and uh, turn the sprinklers on or something. Well, see, I mean, that that uh, that would make some sense. But, you know. Ah, oh, man. All right, so it's going to be hot, and, and that's that sums it up pretty well there. So you'll have an easy weekend on social media, hopefully. Uh, well, you know, somebody will complain about how hot it is. Well, yeah, well, that there's that. But uh, That's going to be yeah. you in Belton. That's going to be you tomorrow, so. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, all right, cool. Anything else? Quick one this uh, week. You know, I, I am going to be going up to another Purdue game. We should beat oh, cool. Florida Atlantic. And uh, I'm actually marching. My son, sadly, well, he'll be he'll be he'll be dressed for the game. Uh, my wife and I are going to be doing alumni band at homecoming for Purdue, so we're looking oh, forward to that. That's awesome. Do you, you get to play? Uh, yes. So what, we'll, what, we'll use we'll use the term play use loosely, but yes. Enough. What uh, what what did you play, or what will you be playing? Uh, my trumpet. So no I was shit. a trumpet. I, I I I was a trumpet player. So yeah, I, I played the trumpet for a few years. I never okay. marched, but. Uh, Middle school through uh, a couple years of high school, I played the trumpet. So, good deal. Look at that. I knew we knew, I knew we liked each other for some reason. Uh, Who said I liked you? <laughs> well, I, I mean, you show up every other week, so I mean, that's that's uh, or every. Third I do this week. for I do this for race weather, <laughs> aka Aaron Steadwell. You can follow him on Twitter at race weather. Um. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Well, that's very cool. That's. Uh, do you yeah, get no. uh, any like um, you know on field pass or anything like that for the no? Well, we get to sit. We, we'll probably we will sit on the field. Okay. Uh, so that's really cool. That's really cool. How uh, how how many band members did you have when you were there, and how many are showing? We were about we were well of my class. I mean, I haven't. I didn't count. I'm sorry. They didn't Fair like enough. say this is how many numbers. So right. I don't know. I'm just gonna be ballpark it. Yeah, I, no, I'm not going to. I don't know because it's okay. it's it's so many different generations. I don't like this game. I've never been good at those guessing games. <laughs> now Fair I've got enough. anxiety. No, it's it's totally fine. But no, that's 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 really cool. That's that's an awesome experience. Hopefully, uh, you can bring bring the boys home a win and and well, they'll win this game. They're at, they'll win this game. I'm not worried about probably like Iish Indiana State. So I'm not worried about that. I have nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, awesome. All right, man. Well, listen, I, I hope you have a blast. Uh, Lab Traffic Nation, follow Brian on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN, along with uh, Aaron Steadwell at Race Weather. Sir, we'll, uh, we'll catch you in a couple weeks. All right. Sounds good. All right, man. We'll see ya. All right. Bye. All right, Lab Traffic Nation. Great to catch up with Brian Newdorf there. All right. Let's keep things rolling. Let's get to this week's Lucky Dog Lap Down Picks. So here's the thing. I was all geeked and ready for this week's picks. And as I mentioned at the start of the show, uh, seven months olds aren't um, don't allow for the ability to stay up late. And so I fell asleep and didn't send it out. And But I love the fact that I didn't even send out the Lucky Dog tweet but you guys sent some in. I, I mean, I feel the love with that. So I appreciate the diehards out there. Love you guys. Uh, my lucky dog, the playoff advancers, my lap downs. Uh, I think that's obvious. Harvick and Kyle Busch. Let's see what you guys had to say. Scott at 1985 Wagner. Lucky dog, Chris Busher. Absolutely. Win number one for RFK Racing. Uh, who would? I, I wonder what the prop bet was on that one. Who would get the win? Chris Busher, Brad Keselowski, and it goes to Chris Busher. That's awesome. Lap down is a tie. Power steering systems. Tire camber engine engineers at Ford. Uh, lap down. Also, Kyle Busch engines. I love it. Uh, Colin 
at Colin underscore with underscore cars. Lucky dog to Chris Busher and RFK. So great for that team lap down to all the mechanical gremlins that popped up during the race. Took out half the field, it seemed. Yeah, you would have thought we were at Daytona or Talladega for sure. Uh, Dave at Real David Khan. Uh, lucky dog. RFK Racing. Both cars ran great. Christopher picked it up right after Keselowski's tire problems. Great run for them both. Lapped out. Oh, current, future, and former RCR drivers. That was a tough one. I love that. That's great. Uh, and Tristan at Tristan Cole, lucky dog. Chris Busher in tonight's win. Blaney for making the next round along with Cindric, right? Like, that's crazy. Lap down, Goodyear tires, too many deflated. Kyle Busch's engine blowing up like that and crappy cheap parts. Uh, go get yourself a uh, Kevin Harvick t-shirt. Here's the thing. Like, I texted uh, a couple people. Uh, by the name of Andrew Sherwin and Andrew Kansian. Two weeks ago, I was going to put out a lapped traffic crappy ass parts t-shirt. Like, I was already working on that, and I didn't. And I didn't because I didn't know if there'd be any legal issues. I also, like, hey, I'm here to have a good time. I'm, I'm not here to piss NASCAR off. Uh, I enjoy the fact that uh, they reach out to me every once in a while. Like, why burn that bridge for, you know, a couple T-shirt sales? Uh, you know, so I, I didn't do it, but it did cross my mind. Like, and I had a cool one designed up, ready to go. So I just am throwing that out there that lap traffic would have beaten Kevin Harvick to the punch with a crappy ass t-shirt but uh we did not we did not we 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 withheld from doing that so there's there's that for you all right well, let's keep things going let's wrap this thing up with a little lap traffic fantasy just a reminder we are down to the final 12 we have made the cuts just like we did in the cup series. Uh, so to those survivors, get your picks in by five o'clock Eastern standard time on Thursday. Keep the Twitter interaction up using hashtag LT fantasy. There's trophies at stake. There's prizes at stake. There's, there's a lot fighting here and, and we are down to 12 uh, with seven races to determine it all. Uh, I, I, I'm not even going to lie. I forgot to reach out to the uh, week high person this week. Uh, things have been a little crazy work-wise, so uh, I apologize about that. But here are our top 10, uh, and that is Kristen Hoglin. Well, here, let's do this. Here's how round one finished Justin Hughes with 374 michael blind spot pod 363 david james 358 henry fletcher 348 kim james 341 brett morris 338 josh rolfe 333 steven dfs nascar guy who had week high also with 333 kristen hogland 329 brandon yours truly the professor has made it to the round of 12 my first time ever advancing i love it with 320 Robert Riggs, 316, and Kevin Hahn with 304. Do you guys hear how close those are? Like, uh, we're not talking a very big gap there, which is great. Now, here's the thing. John Entwitzel also had 304, had to default to the tiebreaker, which is number of correct wins in segment two. Kevin uh, got the nudge on John with one more correct win, which is crazy. So who missed it was John Entwinsel, Michael Mason, my uncle, and Aaron Studwell, who was like sitting third cumulative a few weeks ago. Missed it. He, he was the, he's the Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick of the Lap Traffic Fantasy League. Uh, all right, so now th those are your points. Now here's the reset because of the bonus points and how everything worked out. So uh, Kristen, who finished finish where Kristen finished. She finished ninth in segment one, but it's back up top with the receipt in first with 32. Henry Fletcher and David James 22. Justin uh, with 20. Kim James 16. Brett Morris and Josh Wolf 14th. I have 12. Robert Riggs, Michael Blindspot Pod, and Steven have 11. And Kevin Hahn has 9. So who is going to make it to the round of 8? We shall see. Let's set the scene. Let's get to the picks. All right. We are headed 
to the great state of Texas and a track that I think everybody wishes was off the schedule. Last year, HMS finished with a one-two punch with Larson and Byron. The big manufacturers have been quiet to start the playoffs. HMS, JGR, swings and misses for the first three races. Could this cookie-cutter mile-and-a-half race in Texas be just what they need to get a playoff driver with a win and a lock to the round of eight? Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch both have multiple wins at Texas. Both are out of the playoffs. Do they keep the streak going with a non-playoff driver winning for a little redemption? Whose motor can last an entire race? Who kicks off lap traffic fantasy round of 12 with some momentum? With some momentum, we'll find out this weekend. But first, it's time for my picks. No truck race. So it's right to the Xfinity race. And I am, I've already used Justin Allgaier twice. Uh, so I, I'm kind of screwed there because that's all reliable. You want some consistent points. You want to almost guarantee yourself some safety. You go with Justin Allgaier but I've already used him twice. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, Ty Gibbs because Ty Gibbs had a bad race at Bristol and it's not often he has back-to-back -back bad races, but he will now because I jinxed him. But anyways, there's my pick, Ty Gibbs. Okay, now for the cup race. Oh, I'm torn. I was so confused what to do, uh, but I'm going HMS. I'm going Kyle Larson so that I can hopefully salvage some safety points and make my way to the final eight. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 292 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lap Traffic Podcast, YouTube, Lap Traffic, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. Huge thanks to Heather Hadley, to Brian Newdorf and to Jeff Striegel for making a guest appearance on the show tonight. I appreciate it. I will be back next week. So you got me for three weeks in a row before I'll take an off week because I love you guys that much. Uh, keep the shout outs, all the follows, all the listens. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya.